beginning and ending a day with uh, his small ritual his um, recommended possibility for keeping your Dhamma Vihara open so as we into the world of changing circumstances it's good to have these stable positions these stable frame it's, you, know, you set up the day and then you close the day uh, the circumstantial world and we start with the timeless qualities of the triple gem we end with the timeless qualities of the triple gem they're not circumstances they're eternal values they're eternal places place markers mm. that help to keep your your day as something you can reflect on contemplate see as opportunity for practice and let go of at the end of it recollecting if today is the last day of my life what am I left with and how's that cared for how's that nourished how's that set up how's that cleaned and we rest in that at the end of our time time is a candle that's melting down So ritual can be as, as simple as lighting a candle, having a an altar of some kind, or where you you sit, or you light your candle. So it's a, a marker, a nimitta, and. Then, this occasion we have the opportunity to chant together which amplifies the whole experience so we we enter it because it's wrapped around us in sound um, we enter the vihara because it's wrapped around us in sound it comes internally our thoughts our breath our body makes the sound our ears pick it up the tones the resonances return the heart and mind so you get this circling effect and it's moving this circling effect through one's embodied presence have, has a way of 
setting things up, straightening things up, getting the right view. And this right view is the precursor to proper establishment of sati, mindfulness. One element of right view is there are those contemplatives who through their own efforts have seen, realized this world and the world beyond. So this element means, yes, there are those who can be followed, trusted, leading to a way for one's benefit and one can follow. So we're embodying that because it goes much deeper and lasts longer when you embody it than just let it flutter through the mind, through the thinking process. You physically make an offering. This is the opening. I enter. I wish to enter. So you make the offering. Candle, flowers, incense, water. You can dedicate it. You can dedicate it to other people. May they also enter. Or dedicate it to your ongoing practice. May I rise up. May I be encouraged, strengthened to meet what the day brings up. Internally, externally. And we bow. And so bringing the body into that. How you enter, you enter. There's a sense of may I, you know. We recognize we're entering into something that's really uh, transformative. So that sense of personal modesty. This isn't some thing I'm going to, you know, ego thing. This is a do with the. Relinquishing, so bowing, honouring, and just bear in mind every time we we bow, at the end of the bow we come up. So it's like that's that's the circle of it. You place your the ego or the personal package, put it down. You rise up. When you rise up, some ways you begin to bring up, your body picks up the qualities that you bow to. And that's, that's the entry. The upright. Would you upright body, upright mind. So we're coming into that every time we bow, we rise up. Having put something down, emptied out, rise up, pick up. Immediacy, the timeless.
you can more fully form your vihara, many, many qualities that can be there. We say the basic outline is this triple gem. So when we recollect triple gem, it means you pick up a thought, Buddha, Dhamma, Sangha, a thought, drop it into your mind, heart opens, how is that? What does that feel like? What is that for you? Mm. So the Buddha, the one we follow, teaching the way he showed us, Sangha, those who we follow with, and the qualities that we actualize. Actualize means you, you live it in your life. The Buddha, the one we follow, the Dhamma, that which we follow, the actualization of that in my life. These are all powerful um, themes. What does Buddha mean? Awakened one, uh, various powerful qualities. We can also just get it quite simply, the Buddha referred to himself as Tathagata, which means, uh, it's one of those words that has, depending on how they you look at the construction of the word, it means thus come, and it also means thus gone. The sense being that this, this awakening has come into a human form, an actual person. Thus gone also means it's gone beyond the person. So we can talk about thus gone is just awakened, fully awakened awareness reminding ourselves of that which is beyond thought, direct knowing. Listening. The silence behind the words. However, that uh, you resonate with that. Thus come, that is based upon, established by human being. Qualities, obviously complete in resolution, in, so we pick up that quality for now. Both firm and open, inquiring. The firmness of the resolution, but the resolution is to be open, but to hold that rather than hope for it. (laughs) And there's discipline 
in that. We have to form our discipline to restrain, to establish a one-pointedness of resolve, steadying, using the body. Buddha is compassionate, uh, practices or lives, teaches from anukampa, sympathy, empathy, it's a sensitive, empathic awareness, remembering that, recollecting that. Purified, it means a process of cleaning out. Not so much filling up or acquiring more quality of the pure one, one who has cleaned the accumulations, the residues, the reflexes of grasping. can reflect on Buddha. This is the process of recollection. You take a, an image like that and resonate with it, get some meaning, establish that. Breathing, so it becomes more fully lingered upon, felt, absorbed. That which we follow, the Dhamma, immediate, direct, direct realization. Not about getting something in the future. Moving out of the time world, which is so uh, compulsive and compelling. In our daily lives, particularly, the whole the world is moving, believing in that its endless, restless currents of fear and hope, desire, despair. This possibility of the timeless is encouraging, inviting, there's room for you. there's room for you come in
Upanayako means it gets to the point, it's pertinent, relevant. Touches the heart. But you're down, it's authentic. It's something you personally get. And realize through wise discernment. So when we recollect Dhamma like that, it's so universal, there's no Four Noble Truths, there's no Four Establishments of Mindfulness, there's no Indriyas, there's no, you know, this is really almost beyond Buddhism. This is just the view before we even pick up any of these qualities, means that are available in the Vihara, we're establishing the Vihara to enter into. And then the Sangha is those who are entering. The Pano the Supati Pano. Pano is to do with entering or going into or rising up into. So Supatipana, those who are thoroughly entering into the good, the fulfilling. I think it's one of a slightly different attitude than practicing, which is more about though clearly that's part of it. We are practicing, but practice means to place something, resonate with it, take it in, get a feeling for it, notice the effect, back it up with your embodied presence, and then you enter it. And then you're very firmly uh, established in a way where you can meet what arises. Ujjupatipano, directly, samichi, balanced, nyaya, knowingly. are called the nusati practice of nusati nusati recollect means you take a theme linger on a bit so it's like mindfulness with reference to this particular theme sati and nusati sati mindfulness bearing in mind and then nusati and anusati means you bear in mind a particular theme that you introduce. And this is the way you establish through recollection 
your vihara, the place within which you will receive the world as it comes in. When this is established, there's sati, mindfulness, and what arises, what comes in, meet that. Widen and open your awareness around it. Sense its movement, it's changing. Find your balance. Where does it ebb? Where does it arise from? What's it doing? Mm. A mood, a thought, an emotion, concern. What does it arise from? What does it do to you? How does it pass? What are you left with? Uh, So this is your process of uh, establishment of Dhamma, mindfulness of Dhamma changing nature, skillful, unskillful qualities or cause them to rise, which are skillful, more fulfilling, how do they dissolve, what are you left with? Skillful ones will take you to a place of openness, stillness. Unskillful ones will take you into confusion and it's all practice it's the way we learn the only way we learn so to be willing to meet the day establish the proper place for our learning